You are listening to Lone Star Community Radio a 104.5 KCZW LP Conroe and 106.1 KZCC LP Conroe and worldwide at IRLoneStar.com. All right. Good morning, Montgomery County. You're listening to Lone Star Community Radio, Montgomery County's community radio station on Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1 with mornings with Lone Star. Brought to you by Conroe Coffee and Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. We're broadcasting live from the LSCR studios in downtown Conroe, Texas. It is Monday, July 2nd, 2018. It's a uh, beautiful day, but uh, it seems like it's going to rain on 4th of July. That's what the... Uh, the the messengers of bad news tell us the harbingers of doom yes and uh sit with me is my co-host sean k thompson of c3 productions that'll work our promotions what is it c well the official name is c3 creative content creations okay. but i say c3 okay c3 in the woodlands that's me so uh yeah we're hanging out in the studio our special guest today around 10 o'clock from what I understand, is going to be a return guest. Jordan O'Neill. Jordan O'Neill with the uh, web series Fable Town. Uh, I put a link on our Facebook, which we are broadcasting live on video on YouTube and Facebook. So you can, if you want to check that out, uh, there's a link to Fable Town right there. Check that out because uh, it's a fantasy TV series with your favorite fantasy or classic fantasy characters. Mm-hmm. So if you're into that kind of stuff... But with an edge. I mean, people are thinking, oh, could this just be like a uh, Once Upon a Time ripoff? No, this is based on a really grown-up graphic novel. So it's kind of like Once Upon a Time meets True Detective. Pretty hardcore. And the pilot, I, I watched the pilot. Okay. It's, uh, it ain't it ain't for your kitties. Ain't for your kitties. Ain't for the kitties. All right. It's awesome. Was well, Monday for the kitties? It's, it's, Monday's always fun day for the kitties. Yeah. All right. Oh, we well, should have done uh, Man- Manic Monday instead of. Th- Why well, did you pick th- Thriller today? Oh, because that was supposed to be kind of like Fable Town. It's edgy and it's. Oh, okay. It has, it has zombies. I mean, I imagine there's one zombie in Fable Town. Am I wrong? Maybe a golem will be coming. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, it's not a four. Let's do some weather and traffic and then we'll get back to. Uh, to the regular programming, uh, looking at traffic conditions on I-45, the one thing I'm really seeing that needs to be said to folks is heading northbound on I-45. There's an accident being reported on I-45 northbound just right before Ray for Sawdust. So if you're in the spring area by Wet n' Wild going north, you're going to be pretty much backed up till about Cypresswood. Uh, so I feel sorry for those folks saying northbound I-45. But outside that, I don't see any accidents or incidences over in New Caney on Highway 59, 69, whatever they call it these days. Uh, east to west, I'm not seeing any accidents on 105, 2854, 1488, or 242. So everything's good in the Montgomery County area. Okay, cool. All right, uh, what's going on with weather? Weather, it is currently 81 degrees already, going up to 97 today. Holy cow. A uh, 87% humidity makes it already feel like 89. It's going to be hot and muggy today and tomorrow. A 1% chance of rain all day, all night, and all through tomorrow. However, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, temperatures on oh, the good news, temperatures will drop because they usually drop when massive thunderstorms roll through. So apparently starting Wednesday, we're going to have some huge honking thunderstorms happen all through the weekend. So, uh, in fact, the... Uh, High on Wednesday is scheduled to be 13 degrees lower than the high on Tuesday. 
So that's about it. Uh, only three mile an hour wind out of the southwest, according to the official Lone Star weather tree outside the window. Yes. Yes. Uh, you know, there you go. So we got Fable Town coming in with Jordan. That's going to be a lot of fun. If you have questions for him, you know what to do. Social media, Twitter, Facebook, all that, blah, blah, blah. Uh, tell them we're going to be doing kind of headlines, local news, what's going on over the week, because it is July 4th week. And uh, it's it's stuck in the middle. So uh, we're going to talk about that, what's going on around town. I know a lot of cool events were over the weekend, but there are a couple towns in Montgomery County doing fireworks and everything on the 4th. So we'll talk more and more about that. We do have a good guest line. We basically have a guest every day, but July 4th, which we will not be here for, unfortunately. <laughs> uh, and there'll be a replay of the show. But you can always check out our shows on podcasts and iTunes, Google Play, and other things like that. But uh, let's let's talk about what what anything happened over the weekend. I know the soccer world with FIFA World Cup kind of had a lot of shocks. We lost pretty much all the stars. Okay, so I know so. Germany got knocked out. Mm-hmm. Did so who got who else got knocked Spain, out? Spain, Portugal, uh-huh. Argentina. What, so those what about are, Mexico? Are they still in? They're playing today. Okay, who are yeah, they playing? They are going to be playing. Oh man, I just had it pulled up. Way to go, dude! Asking the hard <laughs> questions. No, they were playing a big team. I think they're playing uh, Brazil. So they just started seven minutes ago. So I'll update you guys if you want to like not watch the game and listen to us. But uh, yeah, there's a, they're in the knockout rounds now, and then the next is they're going into the quarterfinals after the knockout rounds. So the knockout rounds mean this is this is actually my favorite way to watch soccer because they have to go to penalties someone has to win this game right and like surprisingly enough russia beat spain so i mean we are all we know we always constantly talk about you know russia rigging things so that that's an argument right there add that onto the list okay no that was that was a good twitter joke though they said that mueller is going to start investigating the win (laughs) <laughs> uh, but yeah, so the knockout round, you know what I'm talking about with yeah. knockout rounds? So yeah, you today, think most more Americans are going to start watching now because you have to win. I know a lot of Americans get turned well, off. Well, I don't soccer. think, I don't think a lot of Americans are because the games start at nine and 1 PM. So 9am, 1pm. And that's just kind of like, everyone's at work. Like no one, I mean, unless you're a Mexican fan, which is, uh, I mean, I think a majority of people are here in Texas are, they might be watching today's game, but, uh, it's going to be interesting. And nope. have you watched any of the World Cup? No, just some highlights. So, you okay, know, so yeah. I have a theory, and I want someone to explain this to me who's ever been to the World Cup. Do they have, like, welcome tents outside the stadiums that do face paint, give you a shirt and all that stuff? I'm sure there must be some kind because of Because everyone looks the same. If you look at, like, when they show you faces of people, like, they all have the same face paint. They all have the same shirt, or it's like, it's too color-coordinated. For it to be a random party celebrating your team being at the World Cup. Does that make sense? Because, mm-hmm. like, if you go watch a Raiders game, which I guess they're moving to Las Vegas, but, like, have you ever seen the, the fans of the Raiders? They're all dressed differently, but under the same guise of, like, silver and black. But they're wearing, like, crazy outfits, but they're none of them are the same. But when you watch the World Cup, a lot of them look the same. So I'm like, I go, there got to be, like, a welcome tent. And, like, oh, here you go. We want everyone to look like they're a fan, and they're all organized here. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. I, I wondered that. It's almost like um, in a movie where you see a crowd scene like they're doing a protest, and you can tell that all the signs were painted by the same production assistant. Yes. Yes. And it's like, all right, so how grassroots is this thing? So if anyone knows any idea about that, about the World Cup, I'd be very interested to know because that still doesn't make a lot of sense to me. Every time I see it, I go, man, I feel like there's just some 
propaganda thing going on. Like they only give tickets to people who they can know are going to dress appropriately. Because where's the, like where's the streakers? I don't think I've seen one streaker. <laughs> Thank God. Well, well, no. There's all. It's like a classic thing in soccer. There's always a streaker, or not even a streaker. It's more of like a guy, a pitch invader. But I guess it's in Russia, so you really don't want to do that. <laughs> If four and one passes judgment, just let them remind you that it's 12 below zero. No, it's not. No, I'm just saying in Russia. Yeah. Actually, they reported uh, the game yesterday. The Croatia team was reporting it was too humid. Really? Yeah, they had a hard time with it, which is kind of funny. But uh, yeah, today Brazil plays Mexico and Belgium plays Japan. I think the knockout rounds continue all the way through uh, Tuesday. And then it goes down to the, uh, they skip a couple days. And then, of course, Friday comes the quarterfinals, so that's when uh, this, this, I mean, it's exciting to watch soccer for the next this week and next week. That's for sure. So, when is the final slated to air today? Uh, sometimes next week. I can look it up real quick. I'm looking it up right now. It should be. Uh, I think. It's and this is a one game wins all, right? This isn't like in an American. Game, it's, you know, five of seven. Fi- it's the fifteenth, uh, July fifteenth, the Ides of July. So yeah, I think actually Stuart Holden is doing the Fox. Okay, if you don't know who Stuart Holden is, he's I think he's doing the announcing for this, and he's a Houston guy. Cool. So yeah, he played for yeah, he's big uh, Dynamo dude. But uh, but yeah, that's the soccer talk. That's what's going on. Soccer talk. We should have like music behind that. Yeah. Or well, do, well, do you see that LeBron James is going to the LA Lakers? Yeah, I saw that. And, you know, I've seen it like all over the headlines today. And yet I still could not care any less. Well, I think what's funny about it, and I'm not, I'm not a huge NBA fan. If you're an NBA fan, let us know. But apparently this shifts the competitiveness of the league because apparently LeBron James is the only one that was keeping the East competitive. And now no one plays well, apparently, in the East. So if you're a team that supports the East, maybe that's a good sign that it's kind of a, a toss-up, you know, mm-hmm. for uh, who's going to be the the East champions. Because apparently they don't have any good star players anymore. Still not feeling, yeah. you know, any You don't, you don't think that much money is a, is a lot of money? I think it was like $150 million for three years, something like that. Oh my, well, yeah, that's the thing I just saw in Houston. <clears throat> someone just got a, like a $140 million deal for th- four years. Like a hundred, yeah, $120 million for, so that's $30 million a year. And I, I, I think it was either an Astro or a uh, Yeah, no, Rocket. it was uh, Chris Paul. Yeah, and that's all over, I mean, those are all over my headlines all over the weekend too. And I just, I, I resolved I don't want to say, yeah, I've resigned myself to the fact that, that sports is big money and those who cry out, oh, we don't have money for this or that. Well, they have it for, you know, $120 million for four years for a single player. I resign myself to the fact that that's a fact of life. I don't have to like it. And so I, I get these things on my head. Well, my I, phone's well, blowing up all weekend long. One thing oh, I, I, I'm in. interested in, and I this is something that I've noticed just because I like soccer, is... You know, the Astros won the World Series. The Rockets have won two championships, and then they did really well last season. But, like, there's zero advertising for Houston Dynamo. Have you ever seen is billboards? There, zero, or, no, nothing. I mean, like, nothing. It's all fan-based. So, Where are your orange? Where are your orange? That's it. So, I mean, I just don't. 
I don't know how. I'm just I'm just curious how much impact does the city have with this, the teams, the sport teams? They have their favorites, and usually the favorite is when they start winning. If if the Dynamo actually had started, um, well, they've won several times. Yeah, but if they start winning national stuff, they did. Did they? Yeah, they won three. They actually, I think they've won more than the most teams. They won the, 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 not the World Series, but like equivalent to the World Series. And that's kind of my point that... No one cares? No one cares. You, you know, the city of Houston didn't, where's the parade for them? That's what I'm saying. Like, it was kind of, it's interesting. But, uh, but yeah, that's the soccer and sports news. I know none of us really care about that kind of stuff. Well, no, there, there are those that do it. I'm not trying well, to belittle those saying, who are People fans. were saying LeBron James could come to Houston. Yay. But I don't really know. I remember when we got Charles Barkley. And I was like, oh, yeah, he's going to do no. I don't think we won that year. Yeah. I mean, my came close. I mean, I have no idea. I have no idea. But you know who I did see? Who you, who did you see? And we can take a break real quick. But I did finally saw the, like, the, the Last Jedi. The Star Wars Last you, Jedi. You hadn't seen it yet? No. Oh, wow. So it's on Netflix, and I checked it out. Mm-hmm. And I was I was boring. I don't know if that's because I just hate Star Wars, but <laughs> there were some really neat scenes, and then there were some really weird, like, like what's going on here? Is this supposed to be a joke? Because there's two scenes that stuck out the most to me that did not feel like Star Wars at all, was in the opening scene where uh, the pilot is calling the general, the bad guy general. Oh, yeah, I'm on hold. Yeah, like, that really felt that out of place. That was so Earth-like. That was so out of place. Uh-huh. And then the, when he tosses the lightsaber behind him, like I don't really know who Luke Skywalker is after watching that. I don't. Luke Skywalker did not know who Luke Skywalker was. So does that make sense? Yeah, I don't know if you have seen it. Like, what is this? Like, yeah, even like his struggle. I was like, I don't know who this is. Like, I don't care that he's having a hard time here. Well, my biggest problem with the struggle is that you know, here's Darth Vader going, "I'm going to give up everything because I believe there's good inside of you." Yet the first hint of possible of scintilla of trouble from Kylo Ren, and he, he wants tries to, to kill, kill him. him. With, yeah, kill him with a lightsaber. It's like what? It, that's why I, you can see why Mark Hamill had some issues with his character development. Yeah, well, I mean, I would love to hear other people's thoughts, but I'm going to relate to that party. But we're going to take a quick break right now, but we'll be back. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning has been Montgomery County's business cleaning service since 2002, offering professional office cleaning in areas such as restroom, stairwells, elevator, floor care, pretty much every angle of your office. One-time cleaning is available, but you will want these guys back. Offering daily, weekly, monthly scheduled cleanings, Clean Sweep Office Cleaning works around your business needs. Schedule a cleaning today online at cleansweepofficecleaning.com or call 832-689-7996. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Take back your time and let us make your office shine. Mornings with Lone Star is sponsored by Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Conroe Coffee is a local coffee shop located in the heart of downtown Conroe, at 206 North Main Street, Conroe, Texas. Between the Crichton Theater and the Owen Theater, Conroe Coffee serves breakfast, lunch, and dinner, along with tasty treats and Italy's favorite coffee. Have your favorite coffee or just have a midday snack be personally delivered to you at any location in downtown Conroe. All you have to do is call 936-CONROE-C or 936-266. 7632. We'd like to thank our sponsor at Conroe Coffee for supporting Mornings with Lone Star and Lone Star Community Radio. Don't forget to check them out online at conroecoffee.com. 
Welcome back, Morning's Lone Star, brought to you by Conroe Coffee and Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. We're going to have Town Studio around 10 o'clock, so stick around for that. 719. No, it's not. It's 919. Laptop. Update. Update. 719 uh, Pacific. But, uh, got my, uh, I guess he's just stuck at the beach. Do what? My laptop. Uh-oh. Because it says 719 on the laptop. Yeah, it's, it's, it's still in holiday mode. Yeah, it happens. But uh, yeah, no, I saw The Last Jedi and I was, uh, there were some really neat moments and then there weren't some really neat moments. Like, okay, explain this to me. If you can hyperspace into ships and destroy, like, because I remember the beginning of the movie, they were like making a big deal about, oh, if we destroy a dreadnought, that's a great morale booster. Mm -hmm. And then towards the end of the film, they do a, a technique where she hyperspaces into the ship. And literally, like, samurai sword cuts through, like, a tear, a tear of it. Mm -hmm. I'm like, all right, so if people are that desperate, why aren't people doing that more? Yeah, because that would have been the first thing they would have found. Like, what? Hey, someone, someone, someone. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, yeah, absolutely. When you first invent hyper technology, one of the first questions someone's going to ask is, hey, what happens if there's a ship in front of me? What's going to happen? Well, you'll tear it right down the middle. Great. Let's put that down in the war book. Yeah. Or just have drones that do it. You know, set the thing on autopilot. Yeah. I don't really get it. Well. And then how did the bombs fall if there's no gravity in space? Well, uh, the Star Wars universe has a lot of magnetic field technology. Okay. You notice that, like, on the Death Star, ships would just go through the open windows, <clears throat> even though people were inside. Yeah, so you think they had, like, a magnet to not go into up? Yeah, kind of like a magnetic field on that because also remember the doors are open and she's the Rose's sister is still laying there breathing and not getting yeah. sucked out. That scene sucked too. <laughs> my my biggest plot hole issue is let's take the character the development aside. Wait, what? You don't remember that? Like the random animals just oh, hanging on yeah, the cliff. Oh yeah, drink the milk from the. And he just kind of looks at her like. Ugh. I mean, <laughs> that was. I think that was probably Mark Hamill looking I, at the director like I can't believe you're making me drink. Well, I know I, there was several times I'm watching. I go, "What am I watching right now?" Like, I don't know if it's a parody or if it's. There were a lot of there, there were some in jokes, and that's why I didn't like Lethal Weapon with each new movie because it became more of an in joke of itself, started making fun of itself. And this had some in joke moments that I just I didn't fit a lot. Like as you said, when he's saying, "I'm on hold for so and so," who's still holding. That is such an Earth thing. It didn't feel like a you know long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. But my biggest plot hole issue, take the character development aside, was when they're being chased, the whole movie, they're just being chased by the, yeah, the yeah. bad guys. Why don't the bad guys just hyper in front of them? Or like say, okay, we're going to go in hyperspace for like one second and get in front of them or get into range. They, you know, they say, I think they try to explain that, mm -mm. but it didn't really make a lot of they're sense. They're saying if they go into hyperspace, they'll overshoot us. So they have to, but you know, we're, we're going maximum, basically maximum impulse. If you're talking Star Trek terms. Yeah. So if we go to warp, we'll overshoot them. Fine, go to warp and then. I mean, how many? Well, because one thing that I did not, I did not grasp. And I bet there's someone who there's a book written or something kind of lore-ish. But if I remember correctly, at the end of episode seven, which would be, or episode six, sorry. That's the old Star Wars. Return that's, of the that's Jedi. Return of the Jedi, where 
you know, Darth Vader, you know, throws Palpatine down the the chute, mm-hmm. and so all is forgiven. And then, like, you know, he has that nice moment with his dad and mm-hmm. everything. So, w- explain to me how we're in the condition now where the rebels are now like three ships, and the first order out of nowhere is like all powerful. Did yeah. something happen? Was there like, did they talk about that? No, well, I'm sure in the extended universe and the comics and graphic novels. But is that there though? I don't think that's there. I feel it was kind of like, oh, the let the audience believe it because mm-hmm. they don't know. Well, or they could be setting themselves for episodes uh, 6.4, 6.5. Because really, 6. I mean, I'm, I'm trying to understand the concept behind like how big, how big are these governments or big are these resistance? Because the resistance is different from the rebels, right? Or no? Am I wrong? Because they kept saying the resistance. So I didn't know if there was like, oh, there might have been like another splinter well, yeah, faction. Well, no, and, it's the same. Because that's what the First Order is, right? Basically, that's a splinter faction. Yeah, when the Empire, the Empire fell, they're like, hey, great. Now let's let's bring the Old Republic back and realize, who knows, maybe the Old Republic was, uh, the, the New Order. Republic was uh, corrupt. Maybe that the galaxy was just so big that you couldn't. Well, because the timeline. weeks to get the, the word out. The timeline didn't else. really make sense to me. Yeah, it happened so fast. It's like. The Empire, it's not like 50 years passed between the Empire. It's not unlike the, 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 the Third Reich, you know, falling, Hitler falling, and then literally having somewhere 20 years later, oh, we're not the Third Reich, but and uh, this is not a political thing. It's not to open up a conversation well, over who the Nazis are in the, America right now. But what I'm saying, there's no Fourth Reich suddenly popping up. Yeah, I just didn't get that. I didn't get like how they got there. They got there because it was in the script. Yeah, I mean, I, like that was really poorly written. I can't believe no one actually sat there and be like, "What are we doing here?" Well, some people did. Hamill did. You know, he he talked to the director like, "What?" I can imagine him just storming the office. What the hell is this? You got me doing whining the whole time, and then doing well, a do fake think, fight, and do then do you dying? think it had something to do with like <laughs> with Leah? Like they didn't really know what to do with Han and Leah. And Leah, or I really, as, I really as don't Brett think- calls it, Leah Poppins. <laughs> Well, no, that part. I mean, <laughs> good uh, one, Brett. But I just, I just don't get it. Like, I really am. I was really disappointed. I was like, man, I was like, disappointed too. I, I kind of liked the uh, Kylo Ren stuff, though. That was good. Oh well, yeah, but it's a, it's kind of a. And I kind of like the idea of just burning it all. I was like, okay, good. So like, let's get rid of the, let's get rid of the rebels. Let's get rid of the first order. Like, I understand that because they made that kind of comment with Benicio del Toro's character. Oh, you know, who cares? So like. Someone wins, someone loses. Might as well make money off of it. Mm-hmm. So I like that. And they didn't really go really deep into that. Maybe that's what the next one is. But I just, it was just, it was a miss, a hit and miss every scene, you know? Yeah, I I, I was really, I, I'm hoping. No, it's not going to recover. Like You who, don't think so? No, because I, the guy who made this one is, makes, is making the next one. Well, so. hopefully it'll listen to the people because so many wonderful things were set up in The Force Awakens. You yeah, know, Phasma, like, the, the, the chrome. Yeah, they didn't use that at all. She dies. Snoke. Who's Snoke? Who's Snoke? It doesn't matter. He dies. You know, so many Who, things who's, set up. Who's her parents? Who cares? Yeah. She is like, oh, they're nobody for real. So all the questions that people were like aching to find out. Nothing. No, it's just not interesting. I don't know. But Kylo Ren, yeah. Mm. Have you seen the Twitter feed for emo Kylo Ren? I believe I know. <laughs> It's really funny. It's a guy just does nonstop tweets about 
Kylo Ren basically being uh, stuck in 90s grunge emo mode. And uh, he's in a conversation with uh, Luke Skywalker. And their conversations, Twitter conversations are pretty funny. I mean, I, I still don't get I don't understand how that movie. I mean, I really think the next one is not going to make as much money. Because that movie was really like, I'm not kidding you. I, that was a bad movie. Yeah. Would you would you agree with that? I, no, I like, I was left like that. I was just like, I don't care. If it had been on its own, or if it had been the first one, we would have allowed. We would have been more 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 amenable to it for the plot points and stuff. But this universe has been so firmly established with characters we either love or hate or love to hate, and it just got jacked with. I mean, whoever wrote. Luke in this movie didn't know Luke didn't know Mark Hamill. Mm -hmm. And I really think I want to talk to Fabletown about this because they wrote the script and Mm -hmm. they adapted it from like a previous thing. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of like, how do you keep the core of the character in a story that people already care about? Because that's one thing, like you said, like the, the, the step from the old version to the new version, I was like, this Luke Skywalker guy, like I'm not really understanding what's going on. Because he went through so much emotionally with his dad. You, like you said, you think you'd have a concept or, or you know, a grasp of the force. But now it's like, oh, I don't care anymore. Mm. It's like when the going gets tough, the Jedi go hiding. Yeah. I thought there were going to be some revelation, especially like the random Yoda uh, Yoda appearance. Like they didn't really do it. They didn't explain anything to me. It was just him being goofy. Now, maybe, just maybe... Do you remember the old Disney movie Dragon Slayer? No. From like the late 70s or early 80s. Why would I know that? I wasn't born Because it had dragons in it. Okay. Well, a dragon. Anyhow, uh, Peter McNichol plays the magician's apprentice, and they're trying, going off to go kill the dragon. And Ralph Richardson plays the wizard who's supposed okay. to kill the dragon. <clears throat> and right off the bat, Ralph Richardson dares the bad guy to kill him. And the bad guy does. And so the whole time, Peter McNichol's got his ashes like, why did you do this? Why did you do this? And then the... Magician or the wizard resurrects himself at the end saying, there's no way I could have made the journey. So this way I was able to make it so I can kill a dragon. I'm hoping, hoping that maybe Luke did the same thing because he just dies at the, or disappears for no reason at the end. But maybe he's well, thinking, like, well, now I can actually do stuff. Well, that's one thing that I was wondering as a writer doing, like someone handed you the, the, the rights to do Star Wars. And you're dealing with a, a, a cast that's 40 years older, right? Like, what, how old, how much older is it from The Last Jedi? Uh, real time, 30 years. 30 years. So, I mean, they're, I mean, they're older. And then, you know, um, Carrie Fisher passes. So you're kind of screwed with that. And then uh, you have Harrison Ford, who probably didn't want to be in the movie. And then, like, they really had an opportunity. Well, Ford wanted to die at the end of Return of the Jedi. He wanted to be in the Millennium Falcon, and it gets blown up when the, the new Death Star blows up. And, okay. And they changed it, and so he groused about that. <clears throat> he just grouses a lot. Yeah. Are you to know, I know this is like a quick subject change, but over the weekend, that African dust storm, did it hit you? No. It is still hitting me, I'm telling you. What do you mean? Uh, there's this huge dust storm from Africa that actually made it across the ocean and hit Texas over the weekend. Really? Now, unfortunately, the night it hit, that was when I had to sleep with the windows open all night long, all night long because the air conditioner was broken. So in order for me to survive sleeping in my house that night, and I'd sent Mrs. Skippy off elsewhere to, to rest in air conditioning comfort. 
I've just, I've been trying to recover from that stupid African dust storm. That's crazy. That's pretty funny, though. I didn't know that. I, I kind of locked up this weekend, so. But, uh, no, I wanted to talk about a little bit about The Last Jedi just because I saw it, and Holly had, my, my favorite thing that I was telling you about Holly, Holly watched it, and she thought Rogue One was the, like, the main Star Wars plot. So she kept asking questions about characters from Rogue One, and I was just like, I don't even want to try this because <laughs> it was really funny because she started going like, I'm not really understanding. Where's the lady? Did they really die at the end? And like, weren't they all dead? Isn't that the end of the Star Wars? Like, it's not supposed to be the end. And I was like, let's just hope so because <laughs> this is bad. You're listening to Mornings at Lone Star, IRLoneStar.com, and uh, we'll be right back. It's 932. We're going to have the folks from Fable Town back in the studio talking about the, the pilot release. So if you're into the, if you're into independent filmmaking mm-hmm. and want to try something new, let's learn more about the pilot that's available. And I think their their uh, fundraising is still going on yep. for their web series of Fable Town. So we'll have Jordan back in the studio here shortly. It's nine thirty two. We'll be right back. Lone Star Community Radio is looking for those who are interested in hosting their own talk show. With monthly and weekly slots available on Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1, and on IRLoneStar.com. Start your own podcast, create your first YouTube channel, and be on TV. Contact Lone Star Community Radio online at IRLoneStar.com or call the message line at 936 647 3776 to take your first step into the radio world. Welcome back to Mornings with Lone Star, Lone Star Community Radio, IRLoneStar.com. 935 here, folks. Hanging out in the studio in uh, downtown Conroe. So we were talking about Star Wars. I finally got to see it. And I haven't seen anything about the new one coming out. So what is the next Star Wars? Sometime in 2019. Okay. So they're not doing like a Han Solo 2? They were going to. In fact, it was going to be, uh, what was the other one? They'd already started on it. Another one of the secondary films. And they pulled back because Solo did not do well in the box office. So I think they're waiting. They're, they're probably thinking, okay, maybe there's a bit of burnout. So let's wait to see. Oh, I don't think it's burnout. I think it's just make a good movie. Yeah. Well, see, that's what I'm saying. In the old days of Star Wars, you could have episode, uh, you know, Last Jedi could have been one of the original movies and people would have loved it because not all the mythology had been set and the fan base wasn't so set that they're like, wait, you can't do that. Luke wouldn't do that. That's the wrong color lightsaber, whatever. Uh, it was, this is too late in the game to come up with a substandard plot with too many holes. I don't in know. It. I think the, the weakness in it was the script. The dialogue and everything. Oh, yeah, definitely the script. It was kind of all over the place with the characters, and I got confused pretty easily. That's because I'm not a very smart person. But See, to me, The Last Jedi is the Star Trek V, the final frontier of the Star Wars movies. Okay. That maybe the original script was great. I heard about the original script for Star Trek V. That was the one that Shatner directed that was just universally panned. It's when they go look for God, and they break every known law of physics as well as star trek physics to get there like oh we got to get to the center of the galaxy where there's this mysterious barrier that we've never heard of before and it'll take us about two days to get there that just flies in the face of all things star trek and then it's you know when you have spock saying what does god need with the starship 
it was bad, but when you read about the original script, it would have been better. Not great, not award-winning, but better. And I think same thing with this. Maybe the original plot that Luke was going to do more, and then it just got committed to death or downsized. Who knows? But I'm a... Yeah, it was just a disappointment. Next. We can ask Jordan when he comes in today what he would have done differently. Well, I think as a writer, that's the thing. I, I don't really get where they were going because it's almost like everyone involved in the movie either didn't watch The Force Awakens or they didn't watch any Star Wars. It's like Highlander 2 or yes. the second season of War of the Worlds where you had the bean counter say, okay, we're going to, we, here are our ideas. And since we're paying for it, you got to go with what we do. And they never seen it. Well, do you think, well, cause that's one thing I've noticed a lot about a lot of bigger movies that are trying to be more political or more conscientious, conscientious mm -hmm. of things. And I'm like, this movie didn't seem too bad. Like about that kind of thing. Did you notice anything like that? No, nothing that had not already been previously established in the star Wars universe. Empire bad. First order bad rebels resistance. Good. Yeah. And so if it had been a change from the other way around, you would have looked at, okay. Uh, Cause you remember when the original star Wars came out, that's when we had Iran Contra going on where freedom fighters were the thing mm -hmm. we were actually backing them up against the bad guys and freedom fighters going into Afghanistan, Afghanistan against the Russians. So no, nothing, nothing's been changed. They didn't get too political on this one. They just got dumb. And I agree with Brett on Facebook. They what? need to find a balance of making a good movie. They need to bring balance to the force awakens. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> See what I did there? That's great. But all right, let's move on. Uh, local news. I know we were talking about the voting on the 30th, which happened over the weekend for place four of the Conroe City Council. McDonald won the runoff election. Over uh, Annie Jefferson Burnett. Yes. So. And uh, he won with 67% of the vote. And uh, there, congratulations to him. So there you go. Yeah, there he is. So I'm um, guessing a swearing in. And I think the swearing in on this one happens pretty quick. Mm -hmm. It's not like it's because that was it's not like there's a general now later on. This is for the actual position. Yep. And uh, something that happened on Saturday, because, you know, we had some um, July 4th type celebrations going on, like the Converse Symphony up here. But uh, a little farther south on Saturday, they actually had the Tamina Sweet Rest Cemetery fundraiser. This is a historic cemetery that found itself still underwater Okay. after Harvey, like 260 graves still underwater. And this is a really historic preservation uh, here. And so they are uh, trying to raise like $5,000 to um, remediate, I guess is the best way to put it, the water damage to try and get it back above water level. And a lot of people came out. I know Congressman Kevin Brady offered his support, and I think they proclaimed it officially Tamina Sweet Rest Cemetery Day. So if you want to check your local courier, uh, Conroe Courier, go to yourconroenews.com, and it has the email address and phone number of the people in charge of that if you still want to donate to it. It's not a sexy uh, cause, for sure, but it's one that I think is, you know, really helpful and very humane. So, yeah, there you go. That's what happened over the weekend. Have you seen this uh, continuous problem the city of Conroe is facing with this container business? No, talk to me. So they've been having a lot of vote or like a lot of basically just official discussions about where what commercial businesses, what private businesses, and what residential business or residential homes can have a shipping container in the public eye, basically on the streets or whatever. 
And I, you know, it's funny is I've been around Condor for a while. And I haven't really seen that many shipping containers. Nope, nor I. So I'm, <laughs> I'm trying to smell like, where's the one guy who's upset? Well, that's the thing is something we'll get in the media. Think about a month ago. Flat earthers were everywhere, right? The, the civilization was teetering on the brink of falling off the edge of the earth because the flat earthers, they were still out there and they were amongst us. We heard anything about them since? No. It was literally a week of all things idiotic about flat earthers. There are probably 14 of them in the entire country. You know, they probably have, you know, a singular club. Maybe they're just quiet about it. Well, no, apparently, you know, you had these three idiots who were trying to talk about you know, using plates and pitchers of water to show that the earth was flat. It, um. It lasted a week, maybe two weeks, and then that was it. So everyone was like, oh, all the media was saying, yeah, flat earthers everywhere. Welcome to present-day America. No, it was just... Have you seen those Facebook memes where it's this really stupid fashion trend, like nostril hairs with mascara or women braiding their eyebrows or something? Wait, that's real? Well, that's what people go, oh, see why everyone's talking about this. Actually, no one's talking about it. You're the only one who's put anything out about it, but that's how you make it a story. And so then the new, local news grabs it. Oh, yeah. now the latest thing is fuzzy fingernails. That's the latest fashion trend. No, it isn't. There's one person with a video I'm camera. I'm starting to notice that a lot with the, with the most recent probably year of news is a lot of the off, like off-topic weird headlines, like that mummification guy from UCLA dying. Like, why is that reaching me? How is it getting that pushed towards... What, Click, what you I, won't believe what happened. Click here to find out. More. And I think that's really like the craziest thing about the the border deal, because you were kind of talking about that's one of those normal news cycles where it'll disappear, and you know a week or two or whatever, and there'll be the next thing. Here's the thing. Remember how um, the the horrible um, in, in Annapolis, the horrible shooting of the newspaper office. Terrible. You know, five reporters yeah. killed. A shotgun was used and it wasn't a school and it wasn't, you know, you couldn't put it back on any particular. You couldn't make the angle. Yeah, it couldn't make the angle. So there was, it literally well, From what I saw, like within 24 hours, everyone kind of presumed the theory, presumed what happened was he was just a mm -hmm. upset person who, you know, they wrote an article about and he stalked somebody, which is really creepy. There were two or three reporters who tried to tie it into the current president. Basically, welcome to Trump's America. They did this. And then it turned out that this guy's beef with the newspaper happened years back when the previous president was in power, which means absolutely nothing. The, the fact that who, whoever president means nothing in this scenario. So it went away. Why report on it if it doesn't promote our agenda? Yeah, that's interesting. Okay. Well, anything else going on? Um... Yeah, we uh, uh, want to go national or world? Let's do national. National. Seattle is the first city to institute a ban on plastic straws and utensils for restaurants to hand them out. Now, again, you read the headline, you think, oh, my gosh, that, that goes against everything. They're actually, in my opinion, doing it right. And I've said in the past, um, you know, for good or ill, you got your Seattles and your Californias of the world that do when I say they're progressive, I mean, they do the, they're usually the first to do something to try something new. Half the time it doesn't work. Half the time, maybe it does. This is one where restaurants can still pass out sporks and straws upon request, but they don't automatically hand them out. You know, they're not out there for people to grab. And I know that, um, 
actually Rick, the reluctant cowboy, the other, we were out the other day and he and his wife brought metal straws with, with their own rubber tips saying they don't do plastic straws anymore because, you know, it saves the turtles or whatnot. And because of that, I actually did the same thing. Went out and Mrs. Skippy and I got a couple, you know, we're saving something, you know, it takes just a little bit at a time. But this is, instead of forcing business owners going, no, you can never have any sporks and you're going to inconvenience your, your people, you know, your customers. Well, what do you think really works on managing local government? Whereas, do you think it's incentives. better to incentives, incentives or better to do restrictions? Incentives. The, the carrot. Or when has restrictions really worked, though? When you're not a business owner. Okay. Well, what about like building things? There's, it's good to incentives have. Incentives over restrictions. So Let's you, look at the economy now. Well, are you saying there's an incentive? Like, how do you set up building per, like <clears throat> permits or basically guidelines on what, what to do, not to do when building a room? Like there, there's, what do you call it? I, I'm, I'm missing the word. Blueprint? No, it's uh, building the code, basically mm -hmm. having a code. Yeah. Those are restrictions, right? That's not an incentive. But those are in, good to have. In that context, yeah, because that is, you're not telling a business how to do its business. You're telling a business, this is how you're going to keep from going out of business. Um, all you takes, you know, you don't build this to code, people die and you get sued. So, yeah, but that's not what they're telling people. It's just like, hey, here's the code. Follow up the code. Yeah, well, I mean, you can't not... have all carrot, no stick. But on the whole, for a business, think about it. If you do over-regulation and this whole carbon footprint, you know, if you punish businesses for being trying to be successful, they leave. When you give, give them tax breaks and incentives and say, listen, we're going to ease this restriction um, or we're going to give you a choice on something. With Seattle, then it goes against, remember when the former, pre the previous president said, you didn't make that, you didn't build that business, people, you know, the community did. And that ticked off a lot of business owners to say, you know, me forming C3, the presidency had absolutely nothing to do with it. I, did, I received zero help whatsoever, nothing from the SBA, nothing from no one. That's mine. So to have a president say, that's not yours, you didn't build it, the community built it. And it ticked off a lot of business owners. So with Seattle, the same with Seattle with utensils, the wrong way to do it, the punishment would have been, you have to get rid of all straws and all utensils and come up with an alternate plan so your people can eat without using their fingers. And if you don't, we're going to fine you. That, to a business owner, that's like, why are you doing this to me? You're, you're making it hard for me to be successful. What this Seattle ordinance is, is you got to keep them behind on the register and can only give them out if someone asks. If no one asks, they've got their own. And again, like banning plastic bags <clears throat> in Australia, they're, ta uh, they're talking about, because there's the plastic uh, ban, there's, there's actual rage going on, incidents of people going grocery shopping, like, you got to bag my stuff. Well, no more bags allowed. Well, it's like that, that pumping thing, and I believe it was in Washington State. The pumping thing? Yeah, pumping. Like, you can't, you had to pump your own gas. Oh, yeah, pumping, huh? And people were freaking out because they usually have... It wasn't ever self-service. You had it, like, it was by law that you had to have somebody pump the gas for you to keep jobs. I'm just staggered that that still existed. Full service. Yeah. You're listening to Morning's Lone Star. We're going to take a quick break. Don't forget, Fable Town's coming in. 
It's 10 o'clock, almost 10 o'clock right now. We'll talk more to them. Check out our Facebook live feed for a link to Fable Town to their Facebook page and learn more about that. They were in the studio earlier, I think last month or two months ago, and they have an update because they dropped the pilot episode of yeah. Fable Town. It's 9.49. We'll be right back. Hey guys, this is Connor. This is Dick. This is Chris. And we're with the Ticket Stub Podcast every Thursday live at noon on 104.5 and 106.1 FM in the Conroe area. Also, anytime at IRLoneStar.com. You go to IRLoneStar.com backslash TTS. You can find all of our social media. And don't forget, we give away two tickets to the Grand Theater on every show. If you like movies and you like complaining or celebrating, anything has to do with the silver screen, check out the Ticket Stub Podcast and join us every Thursday at noon o'clock on Lone Star Community Radio. Welcome back. Morning's Lone Star, Dick and Skippy. We're still who we are at 9.54 on the dot in the studio. We're happily sponsored by Conroe Coffee and Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Dick, the one thing I wasn't able to get out for uh, yesterday, Conroe Coffee had their first, you know, that tea. Yeah, the cream tea. Yeah, I, w- I want to see how it went. I saw some friends of mine went to experience it. Okay. And they posted on Facebook, so it looks like it was a great event. And I'm so sorry I missed it, and hopefully there's another one coming up soon. I just thought I'd mention that. So okay. shout out to Yeah, I Leo. mean, I think Fourth uh, of July, I mean, it's coming on Wednesday. And I know the Woodlands is doing a parade that you're involved with. Yeah, I will be announcing. And they're doing fireworks. Mm-hmm, I'll be announcing the parade uh, Wednesday morning, which would be a lot of fun. Uh, and... Well, yeah, that's what I'll be doing. <laughs> well, what do you think about the? Uh, what do you think about the weather? Like, what do you, what do you do? What about the? What about the grill? What do you? Fourth of July. What does it mean to you? So I got invented the patio. You think so? Yeah, there's a covered patio. You and the, the, spring, the sprinkler, the the sprinkler system where you could have your own little water part. I mean, that's what I remember growing up. Yeah, uh, hefty bags, bricks, and a water hose. We had our own slip and slide. Yeah. Well, because that was just something everyone could be outside to do all mm-hmm. day. But now it's going to rain, apparently. You think it's going to drown out your parade? Do they even Will they even do the parade if it rains? Uh, if there's like a rain, rain, no. Rain, rain, no? But no. rain. Now, if it's rain, rain, then, yeah, they may have to. Okay. But just think about it. So many people put stuff together. Most of the floats are either covered or just they won't get destroyed under underwater. And in honesty, if it cools down the temperature, everyone's wearing hats anyways. Yeah. Interesting. It's like it, it would be like canceling the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade because it's has it ever been canceled? I don't know. Probably during wartime. Well, I mean, I would say the rain d- deeply affects any event out in Montgomery County. A mm-hmm. lot of people will not come to an event. Would you say? I mean, I think it's it depends normal. on the event. It's kind of normal across the country, but I mean, the parades. Hmm. Because it's actually pretty interesting when they have parades downtown here, and I've been to several down 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 here because of the station. It's like one year it'll be packed. I'm talking all nine square blocks. People were people were everywhere, and then a couple times it's like only a fourth of the of the square block, mm-hmm. nine square blocks is taken up. So I always wonder what motivates people to go to these kind of events. Because what would you think would motivate people to go to the Woodlands and see the parade? What motivates people? Uh, I hate to sound small C community support, getting out there and just seeing because who, like, who's going to be in the parade. That's oh, something I don't really get. Is it usually businesses, organiz- nonprofits? Uh, again, my brownie troop, we had a float in the parade one time and it was just the girls, you know, we were on a trailer and the dads walked 
alongside and the girls were there just waving to everybody and throwing out candy. And then the, the thousands of people who watched just ate it up. It's just, it's okay to celebrate your country. It's okay to, to, you know, be proud and to be a patriot. For some reason it became a dirty word to become a patriot or successful businessman or rich or something. No, just enjoy the day. Okay, so let's go ahead and go over that a little bit. I do want to let people know tomorrow, if you're in the Montgomery County area, on July 3rd, the Woodlands Mitchell Pavilion is hosting the Houston Symphony mm-hmm. for the free event. Uh, basically, it's the Star Spangled Salute. Mm-hmm. And doors open at 6.30. I think the lawn seats are free. Lawn seats are free. And then the mezzanine? Mezzanine? Yeah, the covered seats. And we're actually sitting on, yeah. you know, provided installed seating environment but that's going on that's free for folks i've done that before you can bring your own food and all that kind of stuff mm-hmm. so it's really did I ever tell you the funny story about me doing that no so uh i had some i had a, a friend uh, give me tickets to two nights they had uh, i think it was like on a friday night they had ballet and then saturday night they had the symphony and they gave me tickets cd like seat tickets to both events at the same seat and so I and I've read that you can make your own food, you can bring it in. So I made, you know, I made a lot of food. I took a date. I took a date on two on Friday night. And so I made this whole picnic thing. It was really great. We had a wonderful time. Well, I had tickets to the next night. So one of my friends who happened to be a female, so I took her and I just brought the same, the leftovers. <laughs> and I'll, I'll never forget sitting there. And I ran into a person who ran the, uh, was like helping with the event, saw me both nights and goes like, okay two women huh and then my neighbors were kind of laughing because i was there again with the exact same setup and then i realized how bad that looked afterwards Dick's like, a player. Oh, oh he's oh a boy. player but uh but that's happening july 3rd folks if you want to get out with your family before the rain comes uh that'd be a good idea it's free for the the lawn houston symphony puts on a good show the star spangled salute check out more information on the cynthia woods pavilion mitchell pavilion website and to learn what you can bring in what you can't bring out and I guess, what do you, would you bring out? I'd bring an umbrella. Yeah. but uh, And a tarp. And then let's talk a little bit more about the parade in the Woodlands. Do you know any details on it? Um, There will be floats. Okay. It starts at 9 a.m. <laughs> it does start at 9 a.m. Uh, starts off at Market Street. Area. Okay. And I will be myself uh, at Market Street. On the second level, there's a balcony above the concierge desk over uh over the green uh, commons and yeah we'll be thanking all the people who participated describing flows will be like the kind of color commentary as woodlands online woodlands online live streams it and so if mm-hmm. you go to woodlandsonline.com you'll be able to see a live stream of the parade and hear the dulcet tones of my voice describing does, do, does any major network really film fireworks because i remember i remember the folks doing the ball drop for New Year's. Do mm-hmm. they do anything for Fourth of July? No, uh, they'll be. Houston used to do something pretty big. They used to always do a big show. Well, yeah, it'd be the uh, uh, Ener- uh, Energy um, Reliant. Sorry, I had to think about that. Uh, used to have the big fire. They used I guess to people would the big park on the floor. side of the highway. Yes, I uh, uh, once upon a time I dated a, a lady who had a condo on Allen Parkway yeah. that oversaw downtown. And talk about being out on that balcony yeah. with great view oh yeah it was the uh, uh as a reliant energy energy houston fireworks spectacular well in the woodlands they're going to be starting around 9 10 uh 9 9 10 and 9 20 different places 
Uh, so you can do the waterway or any area over there is a good area. Yeah, it's a great route. Um, it hits a lot of different neighborhoods uh, as best that it can. Well, Brett lets us know the national exhibit in D.C. on all three major networks, um, which I don't know. Is that Fox, ABC, and... ABC, NBC, and CBS. Okay. Okay. Fox is late to the party. No, usual. <laughs> and we don't talk about UPN. Well, no, UPN's not there anymore. What is it? CW. The CW. And apparently Paramount has finally come back with its own network again. Yeah, I saw that. I saw the first episode of uh, Yellowstone. And what? Kevin Costner's in it, so I was really interested. And it's about it's about a cowboy. So I was like, you know, Kevin Costner's a good cowboy. I'll watch that. There you go. So. So who is the better Wyatt Earp, Kurt Russell or Kevin Costner? I don't really know the actual Wyatt Earp character. I don't know what he was supposed to be like. So what would be the best representation? I have no idea. I like both of them. The the Wyatt Earp movie, the Wyatt Earp, like with mm -hmm. Kevin, it was just too long. Because, I mean, I don't know. It's not like movies are three plus hour. He's really notorious for doing that movies. He loves the long movies. But uh, Tombstone was more exciting, mainly because Val Kilmer was in it. I'm your Huckleberry. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. We can all quote Tombstone. Several quotes from Tombstone. Yeah. And hell's coming with me! Uh, but... I can't remember a single quote from the wider movie. No, I just remember the shootout scene where it actually gave into that myth that he didn't get shot. And it was because of like his, his, uh, coat was so wide. They, they thought, you know, he became bigger than he really was. I remember that reading that myth about the shootout. Yeah. And the same shootout happened in a, a season three episode of Star Trek too. Yeah. Yeah. Spectre of the gun. Thank you. <laughs> But yeah, outside that Fourth of July, I mean, anything else going on? You got, I mean, you, you have a big plans besides sitting. You're probably sitting indoors streaming it too. All those poor souls getting rained on. Well, I'll be in a covered balcony. So, uh, but yeah, because we have to protect the equipment and the talent. Sure. Right. Yeah. But no, definitely uh, come watch the parade and bring your phones, laptops, get the Woodlands Online app, and yeah. just just listen along. You can find out what's happening where. There's also the Red, hot, and blue celebration going on at Town Green Park. And again, unless it's like honking, storming, it'll be going on. Lots of lots of fun stuff happening. Okay. Well, yeah. good, good deal. Well, let's get Jordan here in a bit, and we'll have him coming up. Yeah, we're he's gonna, been vulching outside the door yeah, for the gonna, last five minutes. We're going to take a quick break here on Mornings Alone Star. We're excited about 4th of July this week, folks. Just to remind you, we're not going to be here on that Wednesday, but we do have a full lineup outside that with guests, charities, and all those kind of things coming your way. It is the beginning of the new month, so a lot of things are rotating in and out. We're excited about 4th of July. We're not excited about the weather. We'll keep you, keep you updated. When we come back, we'll do some weather and traffic and then uh, get Jordan in from Fable Town. So yeah. stick around. Listen in Mondays at noon to hear Conroe news from local nonprofits, businesses, upcoming events, Conroe Park events, news stories, and information that matters to you with your host, Margie Taylor of Taylorized PR. For more information about being a guest, visit IRLoneStar.com slash Conroe Culture. Welcome back. Morning's Lone Star, Dick and Skippy, 10.08 on the dot on Monday, July the 2nd, two days before July the 4th, and a mere eight days from my birthday. Well, you know what? We forgot to mention to folks who are used to seeing the duck race 
from the Crisis Assistance that, Center. They moved it to that's August. That's right. They, they so did. Make sure they get that. Yeah. So and, uh, do be aware. Uh, your dad being on, do be aware of it. Usually it's a July 4th thing that they would happen at the Rob Fleming Aquatic Center. And we're having some technical issues. Yeah. Just, just keep turning until you hear something. Anything? There we go. There we oh. go. Okay. We have something. <laughs> oh, it goes up to 11. Uh, so yeah, so yeah, uh, I can't remember the actual date in August. I think the, well, I don't want to, I don't want to make up a date at random. August twenty seventh, if not then, some other day in August, uh, will be the duck race. So it's still plenty of time to sponsor your duck. Look up. They're set for August twenty fifth. Twenty fifth. I was I only two days that. off. So I, was I was two like, days. I knew it was twenty something, and I had like nine days to choose from. I've actually been to the duck race. Did you bet on a duck though? Did you? Yeah, I bought one? a couple ducks. And and uh, I didn't win. I didn't really actually understand who won or not because it was random. I think they gave it to like the first place duck, but then every other giveaway after that was just randomly selected. So, well, everybody's a winner at the duck race. Yeah, I guess. I wonder if there's ever been a scandal like putting a, you know, greasing up a duck or, you know, putting a little rubber band engine in it, like in a Pinewood Derby. You ever seen anyone cheat in a Pinewood Derby? Everybody cheats in the Pinewood Derby. Oh, okay. It's, it's like it's like stealing sweet and low from a coffee shop. It's expected. They work it in their budget. Are you serious? No. Okay. All right, let's get to our guests. Okay. So, <laughs> welcome back. Uh, yeah, we do not condone the the theft of of condiments here at Mornings with Lone Star. We got Jordan Kristen with Fabletown back in the studio. Good morning. 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 How's it going? Welcome back. Feels like you were only here like a week or two they ago. They did feel like that. Not to not to <laughs> me at least. <laughs> Because we've been, we've been working so hard. You've been busy little beavers, haven't you? Yes, it feels like it's been a, <clears throat> good so, a while. So <laughs> remind those who heard you last time, but introduce those who didn't catch you last time. Yeah. Exactly what Fable Town is. Yeah, uh, I did it last time. You might be better at summarizing it. What do you, how would you describe sure. it? Fable Town is uh, based on existing property, but it's the story about uh, imaginary fable characters. And they're the versions you think you know. Imagining them hundreds of years aged, still existing in our present day life. They live in a town just like us. They deal with modern inconveniences and modern struggles, and they have to hide their true identities from the world. So like Prince Charming may be up for a raise at the office and has to deal with that. He gets into some legal trouble now and then. Yeah. If, if, you ever, if you ever worked, then yeah, he might be up for There you go. He's just a freeloader. There you go. Now, um, how does this show differentiate from, uh, I know there's a sitcom in the 90s, I think, called The Charmings, which is mm. a, a sitcom, this flat-out sitcom with Snow, uh, Snow White and Prince Charming. And, of course, there's Once Upon a Time, the Disney property. Right. Uh, so what differentiates this from this great genre? Uh, well, we are definitely not a comedy. Uh, there's comedic moments, for sure, or attempt at comedy, I should say. Mm -hmm. I can't claim those since <laughs> they haven't been released yet. But uh, we're definitely darker, a little more grittier than Once Upon a Time, for sure. Whereas we're um, the whole idea going forward into it was we don't want to be the Disney versions. And that was even why we changed names when we auditioned the actors. We didn't tell them who they were playing because we didn't want people coming in playing Snow White singing with like fake birds on their fingers and stuff like What's that. What's wrong with that? I saw it nine to five. It worked oh, you just know. fine. <laughs> Not in this one. It doesn't quite play as well. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's, it's once upon a time meets true detective. That's how we've pitched it. And that's kind of been what the consensus is from those who have watched the pilot episode, which is on YouTube now. Yeah. And so that's one of the things that brings you back today is when we talked last time, mm -hmm. the pilot was about to go on YouTube and now yeah. it's out there. So talk to me about it. Oh man. Uh, 
I'm insanely proud of it. Uh, it turned out way better than it was the first. I've seen it about 17 times, probably in the 20s now. But when it finally went online was the first time I saw it with the correct color grading, the music, the sound design, the foley, you know, the credits. Um, everything was as it should be. And I couldn't be more proud of everybody's effort on it. Yeah, look good. And uh, Jordan's right. You know, I think 32 seconds in there, you know, there's some princesses talking and they're yep. using some language. It's like, oh, okay, this isn't Disney. <laughs> nope. <laughs> so this is kind of gritty, hardcore. So if you're thinking it's, you know, laugh a minute, this is like more close to the TV version of Beauty and the Beast than a, a Charmings or yeah. Once Upon a Time. Most likely, yeah. And what's the, so you said the existing property. Talk to me about that. What's the basis of this? We're trying to, you know, if we can build the audience to say, if you read this, then yeah, yeah, this yeah. Is what it is. Um, Fables was started, it's a graphic novel series that was started um, being published, I believe, in the 1980s. Okay. Early 1980s by DC and Vertigo. It's written by Bill Willingham. Uh, I wasn't familiar with it till Telltale Games, who's most famous for doing their Walking Dead adventure game, did mm -hmm. a game called The Wolf Among Us, which is actually a prequel to Fables. It takes place in an undisclosed X many years before the graphic novels begin. So our story actually fits in right between that. We take place two years after the events of The Wolf Among Us. And the whole um, gimmick of the game was that you make your own choices and that that affects how the story unfolds. And we tried to make it where we're very ambiguous about what happened in The Wolf Among Us so that your choices still matter, if that makes any sense, that we didn't choose one ending of the game to launch us into this series gotcha. so those are the existing properties that makes sense will someone have had to have read the graphic novel or played the game to to get a sense of this it'll help you'll catch things that others won't but it's not necessary at all that was the big goal that we want people to be able to be able to watch this and just jump right in uh, without having seen or read anything prior and you know obviously some bold choices going in there like i said this is not you're not playing it safe no. I, I did like the fact that snow white wasn't True. She's, she's not white. <laughs> and, you know, so that just, you know, watching these people, like, I was trying to figure, figure out who was who and like mm -hmm. Snow was like, oh, okay, that's cool. Good, good casting choice. Mm -hmm. uh, well, it's one. almost a good opportunity to allow an audience to reinvent their interest in these characters because of the different approaches you're doing. And it's not a safe way to do it. It's more of why do I care about Snow White? Is it because it's a Disney movie and then like that's it? Or is there an actual character there that has some interesting complexes? Yeah. So I think that's what's really neat about the pilot being available on YouTube. So people can check it out right now. Just type in Fable Town, and you can find it. It's a it's, the YouTube channel is called Fable Town. Yes. So it's not hard to find. We'll actually post it to our social media and stuff so people can watch it. But that's one thing I really like because we were talking about. I just recently saw Star Wars mm -hmm. and the, the, the Last Jedi. Last one. And oh, right. I was like, and I made the comment about. It, I felt like the people who wrote this script didn't know the characters of uh -huh. why people like them. And so I wanted to ask you, when you were writing or whoever was writing the script for this, you had an idea of who Snow White was and who these characters were, plus based off the video game and things, but making that character really stand out as an individual in each. Like, why do you want the audience to care about this character? Was that a challenge or was it something kind of like it just came to you like, yeah, that's easy. I can just kind of base it off this storyline. Or Oh, no, it was hard. I mean, the pilot was probably the most rewritten episode. I think I have 10 to 12 drafts of it. Um, and it was going back and going back and uh, making sure that Snow, I really needed to, that opening scene you said with the princesses, they're talking trash about their ex-husband, their mutual ex-husband, Prince Charming. And so from there, I wanted to see, okay, what, what is Snow, like, who is she without everything that made her a princess, everything that defined her, 
she's sort of alone. And that's why the more I rewrote it, Snow became, honestly, she's almost more the lead than Bigby is, especially in the pilot. Um, and I just wanted to see how we could play with her. And um, my, my goal always was um, no damsels. Wanted no damsels in distress on this one because we're I'm tired of that. I think we're all. Oh, wait, tired we need of more Ripley's. It. Yes, that's my opinion. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I like Ripley as a character. Any possibility so, of a Fable Town alien crossover? <laughs> oh man, that would get us into so much trouble. I'd love it, but I don't know. <laughs> we even need the money. For I saw sure a Superman alien crossover one time. It was so bad. Oh man, he gets impregnated with a thing, but then it tries to burst through his chest and it can't. So he just <laughs> literally throws it up out in space. There you go. What that, are you watching? I'm telling you, there was a Superman alien crossover comic. Oh, I wow. kid you not. Like official? Yeah. Oh. Official. Interesting. So, Kristen, tell us about, so this is the pilot episode. Yes. Uh, tell us how many uh, episodes are planned for the season and what the arc is and, like, what, you know, your part in it is. Gladly. We have one episode out. There's a total of six in the season. Mm -hmm. And my character playing Beauty, um, her role is in providing background information to the main mystery. Um, the initial conflict is uh, realized in the pilot. You find out um, it's about keeping the secret of Fable Town. When someone gets discovered, when there's a, a sudden uh, clash between human mundane people and the magical Fable world, and we don't know why, um, it's a big problem. Is there something going on behind the scenes? Who caused it? What are the repercussions? Um, so Beauty's stake in that is protecting her husband and their life. And they have um, a lot of debt. They have things to protect in themselves. They want to make sure that they keep their good standing. Once being royalty and having the love of the people and so on, they just want to stay out of trouble. They're, they're done with <laughs> as much as they can. They're done with making risky decisions, and they just can't believe it happened again. Mm -hmm. So Beauty's stake in that is just, doing whatever she can to help. Sometimes she takes matters into her own hands. She's a little bit um, in more intuitive. She takes risks. She does the sudden impulsive thing when all the men are just blabbing, trying to see who's got the best ego for this moment to save the day. She'll go, my turn. <laughs> cool. Mm -hmm. So beyond the uh, the, the characters, because obviously we know the characters, let's, let's speak behind the, the cameras at work. Because mm -hmm. uh, having watched the, the pilot, this is not two guys with a Super 8 camera. No. And, and, you know, <laughs> change they found under the sofa cushions to, you know, this is some hardcore production values have gone into this. Talk, talk to me about how that came about, how you suckered people into doing this. <laughs> um, I mean, I come from my background. I do have a degree in filmmaking, screenwriting, directing as the focus from the University of Texas. And after I got out of school, um, I'm primarily an actor, as you two both know, that's how we met. And You've I just, been known to draw the boards from time a little, to time. A little bit, a little bit. And I just kind of noticed doing these short films and whatnot in Houston and Austin that there is, seems to be the huge um, sort of just difference between quality. There's like there's a huge spectrum, I should say, between quality. And I'm just kind of like – and you meet a lot of people who decide that quantity is better, so they want to put out a short film every month, which is great. Go ahead and do that. If you've got the ideas, do it. But I'm such a perfectionist. I think that I was like, okay, when I initially pitched it to our, one of my co-producers, I was I had this fantasy that, okay, here it is. In six months, we'll get started. And she just looked at me and said, okay, sweetie, <laughs> you think that. And it took three years to start two and a half to film. And three years later, the pilot's out. So my whole thing was that no matter what I do, um, whenever I take on a project, especially something that I've written or I'm directing or I have a huge stake in, it's okay. Pretend like this is your last 
And I had a professor at UT always said, I don't care if you're making a 30 second video for YouTube or if you're making a feature film with Spielberg, you go for the Academy Award. He's like, that needs to be the best thing you'll ever make because it could be the last thing you ever make. So I just wanted it to be something that I could be proud of. And not only that, something that the cast could be proud of, the crew could be proud of that could help them in their careers as well. So I, so I told the cast at one point, like either we're all going to rise to the top together or we'll all go, you know, work at McDonald's together, but we'll do it together. No <laughs> we're going to have the biggest table at the Razzie award. Yeah, exactly. That's what I go for. I don't care what the award is. You know, give me a Razzie. I don't care. Just give me an award. Publicity think, is good, right? Yeah. Right. There's not, <laughs> what's the growth potential of this? Cause, uh, you know, I remember, uh, there was a similar, similarly begun, a Star Trek fan, uh, piece mm -hmm. that was some guy by day. He was an Elvis impersonator. And he actually, in his garage, kind of reconstituted some of the Star Trek sets and started off really low budget. And after like a season or two of it, all of a sudden he got actual cast members from Star Trek wow. coming in. Mm. And they did a sequel to The Guardian uh, uh, City on the Edge of Forever uh, and became big budget. It just grew. So is this possible also for Fabletown? I mean, yeah, we've, uh, even on this one, we had actors from New York and Los Angeles sending in tapes for two characters that show up a little near the end who are just, they're small roles, but they have the potential to grow into bigger roles in season two and three, which are up in my head still. So there's definitely, I want to keep going. I want to grow this story. I know how the whole thing ends. I know who lives. I know who dies. And I want to, I want to get there. So there's definitely potential to. So if you want spoilers, take Jordan out for drinks. <laughs> tell you how many it takes to get him to start talking. Which is one of the perks for donating. So I, I buy you the drinks. Oh, okay. I, I was yeah, about to yeah, say, yeah. No, no, no. That's, that's donate really... drinks to the director. Yeah. Um, okay. So remind people uh, how often the episodes are going to come out and where they can find it. Mm -hmm. um, well, we're hoping to get the rest of the season one out by um, the end of this year. Mm -hmm. And we're thinking we're probably going to dump episodes two through six online all at once so that you don't have to wait for like it. Like a binge. Yeah. Kind of like the Netflix model and just... So you can have them and see what people think. But you can find, if you type in Fabletown Pilot on YouTube, it's the first thing that pops up. There you go. Well, Jordan and Kristen, thank you so much for popping in again. We're so excited about this now. If you, your, your uh, fundraising campaign is still going. Yes. Where do they go to for that? You go to FabletownSeries.com, and that redirects you right to the Indiegogo page. Even $10 means the world to us. It really helps. Another drink for Jordan to have to deal with his <laughs> cast and crew, I'm sure. I direct, I know the allure of a flask in your pocket from uh, time to you time. You know. <laughs> I'm not condoning it. I'm just saying it happens. Did that, did that happen, Kristen, at all? Do you remember any of that? Uh, well, well, we had some long days. We did. <laughs> <laughs> long days and longer nights. You want me to wrap it up? Yeah, you want to wrap it up. All right. I, I bogarted the whole conversation. <laughs> you, here, you're listening to Morning's Lone Star. We still got till 11 o'clock today. So stick around. We got more stuff coming your way. Fourth of July is the is on Wednesday. It's 10:23 right now. You're listening to Lone Star Community Radio. Hispanic Chamber Connections with Dr. Carlos Sanchez, president of the Woodlands Conroe Hispanic Chamber of Commerce, featuring event announcements, member highlights, and more. Tuesdays at 1 p.m., broadcasting from the heart of Conroe, Texas, on IRLoneStar.com and Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1. Welcome back to Morning's Lone Star, Lone Star Community Radio, broadcasting live from the LSE, our studios. 
in downtown Conroe, Texas. On Facebook Live, YouTube Live, Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1. Brought to you by Conroe Coffee and Clean Sweep Office Cleanhouse, Fabletown in the studio. They dropped their pilot, folks. Check it out on YouTube. Just look up Fabletown pilot mm-hmm. it is about 18 minutes long so it's going to be an enjoyable 18 minutes for you guys and think about it most half hour sitcoms are only 22 yeah. minutes long. i want to fix the camera real quick you fix that <clears throat> most half hour sitcoms nowadays are about 22 minutes long so 18 minutes that's a full half hour episode and quote the real world um real intense uh great acting good production values you definitely want to check out fable town even if you don't know about the so- the source story uh but yeah uh, fable characters, fairy tale characters in the real world, uh, undergoing some real world problems. And believe me, this is not your Disney once upon a time stuff. This is kind of hardcore stuff, not for the faint of heart. There you go. Is the oh, and Dick fix the camera? Looks all pretty now. <clears throat> we gotta gotta make me look better. Hold on, I'm gonna take some to drink. You take over right now. Okay. Yeah, no, what's funny about this kind of stuff is I wonder what the general population's interest is in new independent things. Because I remember, what was it, about 10 years ago, 15 years ago, there was a big surge of spotlight or, you know, basically independent filmmaking was making making its official brand Mm -hmm. on certain big studios. And when you're consuming content, what changed the way was the Internet, you know, being able to consume things that could be made by – your neighbor or made by, you know, some small group who's very talented, especially like groups like Fable Town who put everything they can into making this web series. Cause I wouldn't even call it a web series now. Maybe ten years ago you call it a web series, but today, I mean you just call it a TV series. Yeah. To a, me, in a, my a mind. Streaming series or something like yeah. that. To, to differentiate it from broadcast TV. Because you say network broadcast, cable broadcast, you can say streaming broadcast now. Yeah. As the third you're right, the third uh, outlet and it's almost like the internet's now balancing itself out where you know five five or ten years ago you had the viral videos but now it's becoming the norm of like what's popular what can spread the fastest especially using social media as your way to connect with people i was having you know we had blue epiphany in mm-hmm. so i went over there afterwards oh you did and, yes because i was meeting one of my friends was in town with his wife and i told holly it's like hey we're gonna, i'm gonna show this place to them and we're gonna hang out for a bit. And I was talking to uh, was it was it Chris? Chris was there, mm-hmm. and he was talking about how he and the, they're relatively new, like he said. But making the impact was basically social media. It wasn't like a newspaper article. It wasn't something that was a I would say old way of spreading. It's like it's all social media. It's like that's the only thing he's interested in when it comes to spending money and reaching out to people because that's the most effective way he sees it. Is people seeing blue epiphany and see and they actually check it out right and so you have to have the content that inspires well, people nice, to watch it's and a nice area by forward. the way is it really yeah i'll, so, have, to, I'll have to check it but out but i tried all i did the, the wine tasting and uh i mean it didn't make me throw up so that's why i mean that's a thumbs up <laughs> by me that's a plus for so. sure come try this wine it didn't make me throw up <laughs> sorry i know you're not a wine drinker yeah so not a wine good. drinker well, there you go. But the same thing with Fabletown. That's one thing I, I enjoyed about that kind of opportunity, for especially for young filmmakers. Uh, because I would say now we're starting to see younger filmmakers in the line, in the in the spotlight because the guy, like, for example, who did Star Wars, the, the horrible movie, The Last Jedi, he's making this one and the next one. But he, he's from the smaller budget 
movies in a sense of that's where he started getting his reputation as a good director. But maybe now. It's well, that of, makes sense because some of the character choices in this one are more of a European style. You're talking character. about Fable Town. No, well, no. You're talking about Star Wars. I'm talking about Star Wars. Okay. Then my issues with that that maybe because you know the low budget studio film or independent film where you know the character choices made on that are kind of more apt to that instead of a big blockbuster where <clears throat> I don't want to say it's cookie cutter, but Star Wars is a procedural. You have to have your lightsaber battle. You have to have you know the space do this you have to have the big bad uh whether it's the the emperor or snoke uh well what really threw me off too is how everything came together towards the end of the film it didn't feel like it came together oh just across the board i, I know because we, we his, be well, his other movies the guy who directed it did movies that are based off of like really neat things are coming it's like you're going towards the end of the film and it's all becoming a revelation like he did brick he did Looper. He did uh, man. There's two other ones he really did that are okay. Um, like the Brothers Bloom, which I don't think did as well as Brick. But you ever seen Brick before? No, I haven't. That was just an interesting movie, and it had a lot of great dynamics to it. In a sense of it was like a film noir, but in high school. Hmm. Took place in a high school kind of setting. Interesting. But yeah, that's the only thing I don't really get. But no, so shows. You're right. Shows like Fable Town. Or like the, you know, there are more Star Wars, Star Trek fanfic uh, a series out there on YouTube that are really good. That they're, they're becoming known as a a, a, a real outlet. Mm -hmm. And much like, you know, when a few years ago when it was the independent film, it bust out of the cliche of little, you know, two guys with a Super 8 camera doing something horrible when you got... Blair Witch, when you've got well, uh, what's paranormal it, what's activity. What's great about that, though, and you see a lot of these larger corporations trying to grasp how to limit the impact of people's opinions. So, for example, like Fable Town has an opportunity to be shared, but larger, like, like the way I see it, to give you an idea, people online love writing things. Mm -hmm. And there's like Rotten Tomatoes or things like that. Like, for example, the biggest shift I saw, especially with filmmaking, is IMDb took away their forum boards. And IMDb is a huge website. I noticed that. It's a, it's an internet movie database, but they've been around for a long time in the sense of people like community-wise. People would go and talk about movies that are 30 years old, but it was a great way to go and check out what people were saying about it. Mm -hmm. But I, I have a feeling the larger corporation studios saw that as a huge negative. Because especially for new releases getting hit so badly and, like, you look at the current conditions of a Star Wars franchise, they're trying to, like, rebuild what they think they're losing because – or rethink it. But things like Fable Town, that's funny. He, they, they said that you get a down vote on YouTube and now you can consider it art because mm -hmm. someone disagrees with it. Yeah, I think the worst thing you can do is to get rid of uh, dissenting views. You know, IMDb DB, – to get rid of their forms, this is where the filmmakers can go incognito and find out what went wrong yeah. to try to fix it. Instead, they're basically effectively putting well, their fingers to their ears and going blah, 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 well, blah, Well, you get, you get to the point where you now the narrative of the online forums is like, oh, you're Russian. And those are always my favorite because now every time you read an internet comment, you're like second-guessing yourself. Oh, is this a Russian bot or no, whatever? No, it's not a Russian bot. It's just people being jerks. But then again, like uh, this, that, that's kind of oversimplifying that issue. But then you have stuff like an art piece where – or especially a movie. 
and that's what we talk about on the ticket sub is it's, it kind of amazes me that there's so much talent and so much ex- good examples of good movies that it's all it's so hard to produce one, which doesn't make sense to me. Similar to like the NFL world, the NFL world and football. I was like, why is it so hard to find a good quarterback? Because there's only like thirty something teams, mm-hmm. and you know how many people play football and how many people play quarterback in this in this country in this country, and then it's like. But there's only like three good quarterbacks every year. And I'm like, I wonder why that is. Like, you think there would be like a good number. They'd have of, a bigger stable. Yeah, it, you think it would be. But same thing with movies. You wonder how somebody with a franchise like Star Wars just can't produce that same magic. Because there's only a few movies that continue the same magic. Mm-hmm. And I think it's more the team and the people who make it. Well, yeah, it seems to be the bean counters. Those who come in who haven't seen the previous versions. You know, I'll take like the Alien movies or even the uh, Terminator movies as another example. Each one is made by someone who didn't see the previous or, or wants to deny what happened in previous versions. And that's why so when you when you that's why there's so many reboots instead of another sequel. So like we got to pretend that Superman three and four never happened when we brought back Superman Returns. It's a direct sequel. They're gonna they're doing a new Alien. And it's going to be forgetting that Alien Resurrection and Alien 3 ever happened. Uh, to have people who just... So Star Wars, same thing. So many things denied what was already established. That That's what, the, you know, Luke's not supposed to be a, a whiny crybaby who hides out. He's Luke Skywalker. I don't care if he got an old. He's the one that rushes into adventure. He's headstrong. He's always been the one that says, was in danger of going to the dark side of the force. Well, that's one thing that confused me. I was waiting for them to show me like why he was acting this way. And it never happened. And I'm sorry, but even the execution at the end, <clears throat> I get, you know, the other day we talked about Chekhov's rifle, the literary device. If mm-hmm. you show a rifle, you have to use it. The second they showed that on that planet, if you took a footstep, it was red. And then you see Luke who's looks different. He's got the young beard and he doesn't leave a footprint. I'm like, I knew the whole rest of the movie. At that point, it was so in your face that they showed it like three times that he wasn't leaving footprints and that is, it was his younger self. So I knew it was a projection and I've just ruined it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They didn't trust the audience. You got to be able to trust your audiences. So what, do you have any idea what the next Star Wars is? I have no idea. No, they don't have a name for it yet. <clears throat> they don't have a color for it yet because you can always, you can kind of tell uh, each time the, the Star Wars, you know, the title itself is whatever the outline color is, is supposed to be a clue. Okay. But yeah, that, that's one thing I wanted to kind of touch on with like Fable Town. It's a good opportunity to experience something better because I think the general idea of going to the theater and seeing me is like when we saw Ocean's 8, like I was just disappointed. I was like, man, how can you make a, a movie like this and not have it be entertaining? Because you have such a great cast. You have a, like a simple storyline. They're stealing something. Yeah, it's not as if you're in uncharted territory. Yeah, and like it just so it blew my mind because I was like, this is so like even Kate Blanchett was boring, and she no. usually is so good. I know. And I'm right? like, man, okay. I fell in love with her all over again in Thor Ragnarok. Yeah, she. I mean, like, I, it, it really surprised me how boring that movie was. Hmm. But uh, especially, like, I just I wish someone could watch that movie with me so I could discuss it because there's a lot of things I did not get in the movie because we did it on the ticket stub and we all kind of agreed on similar plot holes that just didn't make any sense. And they did it for the sake of, oh, we have all these great actresses. Let's just make sure we keep showing how great they are. But 
That's how crappy that movie was. Nah. You're listening to Morning's Lone Star. We'll be right back. We're on a break. It's 10:39. We were on a break. And uh, we'll be back. Don't forget to download the Lone Star Community Radio app for your Google Play or Apple Store. Bring Montgomery County's Community Radio with you anywhere with your smartphone or tablet. If you are in the Conroe area, tune in on FM. That is Conroe's FM 104.5-106.1. Welcome back to our final segment of the morning, 1042 on the dot. Morning's Lone Star, Dick and Skippy. Good morning so far. Talking a lot of movie stuff. And, of course, meeting with just Jordan and Kristen with Fabletown. Check it out. Fabletown Pilot on YouTube. Or go to Facebook and look up Fabletown. Great, great series. I watched the pilot. Pilot's out there for you to watch. And they do have an Indiegogo campaign to help fund this thing. This is this is a, a, a serious project. Like I said, this is not a just for fun and kids with a camera. This is not a cat video. So check it out. Don't check out Star Wars. <laughs> well, you got to watch it just to say you watched it. Yeah. But, you know, you can't have the missing. Did you ever watch Stranger Things? Mm-hmm. Okay, because the Mrs. Kippy and I were over the weekend. We were trying to watch some episodes of season two. She actually waited for me. It was season one. She like binged it without me, but, but didn't tell me. Okay. And so I'm watching it and I think we're watching it for the first time together. But then I see her kind of like covering her eyes. Five seconds before something scary happens. Like, wait a minute. You've already seen this. And she broke down. So she didn't this time. So we watched a couple of the episodes. It's cool. And that's another project that could have been something so much less. Can you imagine Stranger Things as a web series? I actually can. Yeah. Or. I wouldn't call it less. Yeah. Yeah. You're absolutely right. It would have been different. But you can see these ones like Paranormal Activity. I could see that as a streaming thing that would just scare the pants off of you. And there's actually, uh, I actually watched the first episode of this. There is this kind of interactive TV version of war games going on. It's it's a brand new setup. It's all done through, the, all the footage in it is like FaceTime conversations and, and webcams. And that is any scenes going on, you can choose who you're concentrating on. You know, who's, who you're wa- whose device you're watching from to see the others. It's really interesting, uh, very different, kind of kind of the, the wave of the future where you can actually, you're not changing the plot, but you can change kind of things you see by following this person's device. You may be missing what's going on in other people's devices. So it's like different each time you watch. Really interesting. Well, where do you see the future of that entertainment side really going? Because I know we kind of did some conspiracy theories about Disney buying Fox intellectual properties where they're just trying to own all the proven content that's proven to make them money. But when it comes down to shows like, uh, you know, not necessarily Fable Town, because Fable Town is based off something else, but where, where it comes to the creative process of creating something new and independent, do you see that being, you know, having having that burden because you're competing with so many big name things that are just keep coming out? I don't think it'll be a burden. I Actually, I think quite the opposite. I think it will open up the non-Disney slash Fox outlets. Basically... I can make a movie and say, hey, this is not Disney and Fox. Boom, people can watch it because they want something different. That is not been, quote, Well, bought, I feel like that's the strategy the of The Rock. Oh, Dwayne Johnson? Yeah, well, because you look at all most of the movies he's been in, he I think he's only attached himself to a couple franchises. Mm-hmm. 
But then, like, the other movies, I would say about, you know, 60 to 75% of his other movies are just kind of different out there. Like, kind of like the Jumanji remake. No one knew that was going to make that much money. Mm-hmm. And it became a huge success. And then he has Skyscraper coming out. I wonder how much money that movie's going to make. And then he had Rampage, which is random. Yeah, he may be in a movie. Yeah, Beyond. Um, and he's Baywatch. I mean, that was kind of random. Exactly. And you have your actors like Tom Cruise or Harrison Ford. So Harrison Ford is Han Solo. And he's Indiana Jones and he's Jack Ryan, you know, then he has his other movies, but you have Tom Cruise who's now Ethan Hunt and he is this. Um, So yeah, you're right. The rock actually, uh, there may be a sequel movie involved uh, here and there, but it's not, he's not a franchise person. Good point. I like that. You should put that up on the ticket stub. Well, what's interesting to me is I think it was Instagram announced not too long ago about their competing against YouTube. And they now extended where you can do hour upload videos, and they're calling it like Instagram TV, I think. And because I, I mean, I, I would love to see a competitor to YouTube, uh, and because mainly because YouTube is such a weird landscape for people trying to push creative content, and they're, it seems like every month they come out with a new restriction that puts them in a, at a disadvantage for a creator, where it comes down to say monetary reasons, or for more, even more for promotional reasons, but. Uh, but that's what I don't know if you saw that because mm. we're I think they're talking about on our Facebook feed talking about uh, social media is more suited to found footage than actual cinema. And Brett, I mean, that there is there is some truth to that, but it's also comes down to Facebook and what they show you because you can't rent a movie or a show on YouTube on Facebook, but you can consume like the trailers and things like that, especially if you follow those pages of, like, say, Iron Man or something like that. They do create content specifically for social media, but it's not the entire cinematic universe. Because remember when the internet started gaining, like, every movie had to have a website, and then they started doing, like, PR campaigns where it's, like, five mini minisodes leading up. Kind of mm-hmm. like what Prometheus did. Remember that? I heard. I didn't watch, but I heard of it. Because that was another series that, I, you know, you kind of, like, you spent the whole movie liking this one character, and then they didn't do it at all in the next movie. They kind of, like, gave you some hints in the background what happened to her. Mm-hmm. But then it was just like, well, why why do that? Why not just continue and just have that part of the movie? Because everyone liked that character. From it, it's almost like Secret Club kind of stuff. Uh, like watching The Walking Dead, during the commercial break, they have a little 30-second something uh, story that, that, you know, each episode it progresses another 30 seconds. And there was this one where uh, there was a zombie, someone dies on an airplane. And turned into a zombie. So all these people are trapped on an airplane and it was a standalone. And, you know, like I said, 30 seconds at a, at a time, but then on the, one of the other series, you see these characters show up. I'm like, yeah, I was on an airplane with a zombie on it. And it was interesting because you got a little backstory. 30 seconds made me feel I was like in a secret club that not everyone was privy to. Yeah. Hmm. I just don't know. I don't see where, I don't see where it's going to end up, especially when you're trying to get someone's attention. Cause you're trying to talk about, let's go see a movie for two hours. I'm not going to be on Well, to give you a great example is when Twitter and Facebook do their live, like, soccer shows. I can't watch it on Facebook because it, when you go full screen, sometimes it's not full screen. Mm-hmm. And there's too many interactive things going on where I'm getting people on, like, my actual Facebook sending me messages and stuff. And they make it harder and harder to keep track of what I was watching prior. It's almost like you just got to open up another window. Yeah, and I, and I think we're, we're going to go back to that simplified times. I remember cars in the 80s had more buttons than Kit from Knight Rider. I mean, there was, you, you know, switches and buttons everywhere. It was the thing. Or 
boom boxes had 3000 buttons to do everything. And then what do we have now? We have our phones literally have one button of that. And well, I'll be we go for simplification. Well, Instagram TV, I, I wonder how they're going to be able to capture somebody for an hour if they're on, because most people just surf Instagram. That's what they do. They're surfing. Yeah, that's the whole to, point of it. It's they'll, they'll splinter off. They'll, they'll, they'll go like iStream or InstaStream or whatever, and it'll be completely different from the Instagram uh, brand. That's my take on it. Well, I'll be interested just because I, I'm kind of anti-Instagram, mainly because they don't have a web interface. That's I found that full, out that's just fully, recently. Yeah, fully functional web. I mean, they have it, but you can't upload. You can't no, do anything. It's stupid. So I always laugh when I see these professional photographers on there. I was like, man, that must be a like a strain to edit the photo in your Photoshop, crop it, send it to a, a device that will be able Under to your upload. Phone. Yeah, like I'm like, man, that just kind of sucks. What if I took something with my webcam on my computer? You know. Can't do it. No. And that's why I'm interested to see what, uh, what they do with Instagram TV because they are they make it a point. It's only on your mobile device for Instagram. That's the whole point of it. Like I think the only way to get it for your iPad is you have to download the mobile version. So you ever seen the mobile versions of apps on the iPad mm-hmm. where it's like a little screen mm-hmm. that looks like a phone? Like that's how you have to do it on an iPad, which and it might be different. I mean I think that's something the younger generation is going to be able to adapt to because they might say, hey, you're wrong, Richard. You can – actually download this version and then convert it to this thing and make it work. But I, mean, I don't know. We'll find out. Well, uh, we got to wrap up today's show. Don't forget, we had Jordan from Fabletown in today. Mm-hmm. They dropped a pilot, and they're still – I think they have a couple more days of fundraising. So if you want to support uh, local artists, they did this all in Houston, by the way. We didn't even talk about that. Yeah, this is all was, local stuff here. So that's all filmed in Houston. I think all the actors are based out of Houston, correct? Am I wrong about that? Yeah, he, they did have some actors who, as so. they said, sent in auditions from both coasts. But yeah, this is local crew, local equipment, local talent, local writer, local yeah. director. But uh, we got to uh, close down today's show. Today's show is brought to you by Clean Sweep Office Clean and Conroe Coffee. Uh, today's show will be available on YouTube, our YouTube channel, our Facebook page, and podcast. Don't forget, tomorrow we're going to have some folks in. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking at you. You're just kind of lost. Oh, you always do that. You kind of like veer off. Like, where, where are we going? Oh, well, you were t- you're in the middle of it. Okay, uh, so yeah, tomorrow gonna, we have Stephanie Davenport. With the Woodlands Davenport. Charities. Mm-hmm. And uh, they're going to do uh, talk about an upcoming event that supports local families impacted by childhood cancer. So we're going to have those folks in the studio tomorrow. Don't forget, this is 4th of July. Coming up next, we got some a replay of the Weekly Business Hour. And, of course, Conroe Culture News will be all about health today with margie taylor It'll be live so check out their youtube and facebook page for conroe culture news then we have nerd thug radio and of course rick the reluctant cowboy coming in for afternoons of lone star you are listening to lone star community radio this is mornings of lone star we'll be back tomorrow morning at 9 a.m Thank you for checking out this production of Lone Star Community Radio. 
Lone Star Community Radio is Montgomery County's community radio station. Don't forget to check out this show and many others across the Lone Star Community Radio Network. Either live on Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1, the Lone Star Internet Radio app, or IRLoneStar.com's live audio stream, and on replay on podcast, Channel 12's Our City TV and Conroe, or Channel 21 KVQT in Houston, and of course their YouTube channel. This production is copyrighted and all rights are reserved by Lone Star Community Radio. Have a question regarding this program or other Lone Star Community Radio shows? Want to sponsor or start your own show? Call the station message line at 936-647-3776 or email the station at lscrstudios at gmail.com.